Just a boy at 17 When I hopped that crazy train Jumped aboard with all my dreams When I heard it call my name Wish I knew then what I know now When I heard that whistle whine Didn't know where I was bound But I had to take the ride and this is Unrelegated. Welcome to Unrelegated, just another press box squat in Atlanta United podcast <laughs> for the people by, well, two people. Just two people. Two other people. Nobody and, important. <laughs> I'm Jay Riddle. I'm Kelly Francis. What's going on? And welcome to the, we're, I mean, we're, we're right here in the middle of McDonough right now. The, the heart of the, the heart of the city. The heart of the city. <laughs> 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 Henry County High School, which is home base for the Georgia Revolution for an Atlanta Derby, the first yeah. one this season against the Atlanta Silverbacks. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, we got a lot queued up for this match. And before we start, though, if you didn't check us out on Home Before Dark. What's wrong with night, you, first off? I mean, that was wild. We had five of us in there. Dan showed up. Yeah, it was a, it was a small room with a lot of people, and I drank way too much wine. You had killed off almost a bottle of almost wine. Almost a whole bottle. And I, I it, said to you in the car on the ride down here, I was like, I got to stop doing you that. You were at like unrelegated pilot levels of I was, shenanigans. I was, and I, I, need to, I need to hold my liver back sometimes. So be sure, either pause this, go listen to that now, or listen to it afterwards. We had a lot of fun. It was just, I mean, it was chaos. It was just it was, utter it chaos. It was pure chaos, yeah. But I think people really enjoyed it, so give it a look. But we have some great guests uh, lined up, and we're just going to roll right into the first one. Yes, and that is with Mr. Jordan Coker, Director of Marketing and Digital Content with Atlanta Silverbacks. How are you doing, Jordan? I am doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Well, thank you for coming on. We appreciate it. You look so dapper today. Uh, you, thank you. You look like a very <laughs> dapper man. Before we get any further, I just want to <laughs> say that I condone your irresponsible amount of wine drinking. Oh, thank you. I can relate to it. Thank you. Um, yeah. Okay, Keep no, so we're immediately friends now. <laughs> we don't know because everybody else doesn't record themselves while they're doing that, so we don't yes. know if that behavior, we Next. just assume that Kelly's the only one yeah. getting out of control. So I only record myself sometimes doing that. <laughs> <laughs> you never put it online, which uh, is see, the, smart, the that, smartest For point some of. reason, when you say that, I just imagine not like recording on a phone or something, but just like an old school tape recorder, and you have like a shoebox <laughs> of tapes like in the back of the closet. You know, that's someone's going to Jordan find, with, his, with his tapes. You're going to be, you're gonna be like 90 years old. You're going to pass away. And then your, your grandkids are going to stumble across <laughs> these tapes. And it's just going to be all sorts of fun. I don't know why I went that far with that in my mind. You I, just kept going. That is exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so first, Jordan, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? How long have you been with the Silverbacks? I've been with the team for probably about two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, I fresh out of school uh, in Athens, moved back to Atlanta. I was born and raised here. And... Uh, we actually, my wife and I moved almost within a quarter mile of the stadium. So Where's the stadium again? It's East Atlanta, right? It's uh, northeast right at Spaghetti Junction. Okay, right. So cool. Right, right off of Northcrest Road. So once I moved there, I had already known of the team, obviously the whole NASL existence. Um, 
so once we moved there, I just kind of made it a priority that I was going to just walk over there yeah. and go to matches. And from there, it just kind of uh, grew. To a budding uh, relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> well, very cool. Well, I mean, you've get, been with the Silverbacks a couple years, so you should probably know the team pretty well by now. It's not like you're green. You know, what What do you know about the history of the Silverbacks? I mean, is it something that you're familiar with before you took the job? Is it something that you became introduced to once you got the position? I would say it's more that I've been introduced to it along the way. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people that know more detail about the history than I do. Um, yeah, that's what we call it, Jason Longshore, where yeah. we need like a, like a you know, Wikipedia-style Explain style something to me, Jason. Yeah. Well, you could do that on pretty much anything, right? <laughs> yeah. No, J- uh, Jason's a great guy, but... Um, yeah, there's definitely more folks in the organization that have a more in-depth uh, knowledge of the history. I've been picking it up from those folks and definitely the fans along the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it's just been how can we take this team where I started two years ago, um, kind of in the rubble of the NASL uh, where they dissolved, and go from there. And what can we do? So that's that's really been my main point and just adjo- enjoying the team along the way. I mean, it all started – because I was a fan of the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are there any players in particular that you're aware of that you know our listeners may know? Or because uh, quite often we what we hear about is we don't necessarily know about all these players until maybe one or one of them makes it into the MLS or right. one of the you know USL teams for an MLS team or something like that. Yeah, I I would agree, and I mean I think it's a good thing for the team too when that happens. Obviously, it's good for the player, but I think it's good to develop that reputation as a team that's going to develop players that go far. So uh, it's kind of a bittersweet moment when that happens, but we definitely endorse right. it. It's for the player. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. It's it's great for them, and it and it looks good for the club too. So um, right now, I wouldn't say there's a lot that are going to be known beyond our circles. There's, we've got a few holdovers from the NASL team. Um, one of our captains, center back Abdul Bangura, he played with the uh, NASL team. Uh, forward Alex Nayarko Harley, he was with the NASL team. So there's a few holdovers there. Uh, but a lot of it is new talent coming in, and they may come in for two or three-year stretches and then be on – to a bigger opportunity. Right, right. Now, one of the things that me and Jay were talking about uh, on the drive down here, because uh, NPSL is is definitely something that's new to me, so this is uh, as much as a learning process for me as it is an enjoyable one to be able to come and see the games and meet yeah. you and um, and see the teams. But uh, I guess one of the misconstru- misconstru- misconstructions... Yes, add it to the bucket list. <laughs> add it to one the list. One of the list. things that I have misconstrued from this is that I, for some reason, always assume the average age of a player for a team like this would be closer to the 30s range but jay was basically telling me i am an idiot and that's absolutely incorrect so if you could um so if you say that not not in those exact (laughs) words um there is definitely undertone for that but um if you could maybe i know that you probably don't have the figure on top of your head but what is the average age of a player for your team yeah i don't have the number off the top of my head but if i had to estimate i would say probably around 24 25 okay um some of our guys that play a lot of minutes they're probably in the 20 to 23 range we've got a few above that 27 28 that have been around a while some of the guys i mentioned earlier and we've got some as young as you know 17 18 on the team so it's just it may be a situation where we've got some players that have gone through to higher levels and something hasn't worked out and they're trying to get playing time in this league and i really feel like the mpsl is kind of hitting its stride in I won't say popularity, but definitely notoriety 
as well as how competitive it is. And yeah. I think specifically here in our Southeast Conference, there are so many good teams that um, that's definitely a, a, a point for players coming here is they want to be able to play against good competition so they can move to that next right, level. Right, 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 right. So in terms of development, right, um, you know, one of the things that you talked about, you said, well, we have some young players on the squad. Is it sort of a mission to hold on to some of those players, keep, you know, in the NPSL, is it something common where you say, okay, we want to we want to develop these kids and hold on to them for, for uh, two or three years? Maybe they move on after that, or is it something that quite often you see a lot of rotation or kids are moving around a lot in this league? I'd say it varies. Yeah. Uh, for us, I mean, I'm, example I'm thinking of off the top of my head, uh, our starting forward, uh, his name's Keika Kamara. Um, he's extremely talented, and I wouldn't be surprised if next week he's picked up and on somewhere else. Right. Obviously, wow. we don't want that yeah. because we want him to stick around. But at the same time, like I said, it's a balance there between, you know, you're going to be happy for a guy like that to move on, and you know he will given the talent. But there's, there's other guys that will stay in the system for a few years and develop before they move on like that. That's exciting. So in the bigger leagues, right, some of the things in MLS 2.0, right, when they talk about MLS 2.0 or 1.0, the things that they some, – and some teams still do this, right, in, in larger markets is they, they have to focus on either a big-name player to put butts in seats or at least have a couple of star players that, you know, that people will know their name, you know, kids will know their name, come and see, buy their jerseys, that sort of stuff. But in lower leagues – you know, it seems like it's more difficult because you don't have players. If they are really good, like you said, they're going to move on quickly. So you have to find other ways to attract people to the games. Is there like a sweet spot or things that you focus on or things that you find that fans that do like to come to the games, what kind of experience are they looking for? What is it that, that they like about, you know, an MPSL game? Well, I'd say in the league as a whole, I think we've seen teams already kind of develop that atmosphere aspect. Because like you said, the roster is going to turn over a lot. It's like following a college team in any sport, really. There's going to be turnover over a three- or four-year period. But we've seen teams, I mean, starting with Chattanooga FC, they're kind of the standard in this league. But you've seen other teams, Asheville City, who we've seen really succeed over the last few years. And even this year with Greenville, Greenville FC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're heading up there on Saturday. I'm really right. looking forward to that. The game on Saturday. Um, They've done a great job marketing. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. have. They really and, have. And, and that's the thing is I think – uh, as an organization, the Silverbacks are kind of in a unique situation where they have been an NASL team, a team that has focused on what's on the field. And now you have to revert. You have to be able to change, especially given that we've got good examples of how to do it. So um, over my time here, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, kind of see if we can turn that page and move in that direction. Um, we've got stuff in the works like that. Obviously, here for the match tonight with the Georgia Revolution, a, uh, a great pregame tailgate they had across town here in McDonough. Um, we're definitely looking into stuff like that, food trucks and beer and yeah. all the fun stuff, right? Bringing, bringing yeah. the people out, getting them drunk, a, have them watch a soccer game. Yeah, that's exactly. A, and that's, that's great, what the sport's about. That's a great segue, right? Because one of the biggest things that people talk about when it comes to um, Atlanta United starting and – what is unique about Atlanta culture or soccer culture versus other big teams like Kansas City or LA? And one of the things, you know, things that comes out is hip hop culture. Okay, that's one. And then you talk about the next thing, which is that SEC style tailgate culture. Yes. That people are just blown away when they go there. And you're talking about tailgates. You know, 
that brings me to thinking about, well, what, you know, has Atlanta United done? How has it impacted soccer in Atlanta and specifically teams like the Silverbacks? Because when the team was getting announced or before it was created, there was a lot of fear-based reaction of this is bad for the local teams. It's going to draw people away from it. But then you start seeing uh, over the past year all the things they've done with futsal courts and the MARTA stations and soccer in the streets and other things. But I haven't heard really stories from, you know, the teams themselves, you know, in the NPSL in the southeast to say, you know, well, how has it impacted us? I think that in and of itself is an issue that we've been dealing with, especially in the Atlanta area. Yeah. Um, like you said, when the team was announced, I think it, it did create kind of a, like you said, a fear-based reaction right. from a portion of folks that support Silverbacks or just soccer in general in the city. But like you said, this it's such a great city and hub for the sport, and, and we all know that clearly. I don't think you can reasonably say that what Atlanta United has done hasn't been beneficial for the game across the region, let alone the city. Um, that may not be a popular opinion uh, 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 with everyone uh, in the Silverbacks umbrella, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's silly to say otherwise. I think it's difficult because everybody's going to have their own metrics that they're going to point to. And the, and the thing is, I don't know if there are any tangible metrics. It's only been a year, right. a little over a year, so I don't know how you point to if there was an influx or a deflux in you know, butts and seats and other things, how you could attribute that to one thing happening versus a bunch of other attributes or other things that are happening as well. So I was just curious because from my perspective, what we're seeing now is especially this season, now that people have kind of become introduced to Atlanta United and now that they're now becoming introduced to the USL because of the uh, Atlanta United 2 and going and experiencing games at a sort of a different level, Mm -hmm. a different atmosphere. um, It's different. It doesn't, it's not, a bad difference. In fact, I, I enjoy going to and telling people you have to go to a grassroots game. You have to go to a lower league Absolutely. game. It's a different experience. It is. You know, uh, and one of the, one of the greatest things that I also am finding a lot with this is that, um, you know, Atlanta United is in this, in the center of the city. So it's for a lot of people and a lot of fans for Atlanta United, they live out, um, in McDonough or out yeah, by two eighty five. they live yeah. OTP. So, for for a lot of them, um, their love for Atlanta United is crossing over to grassroots teams, to Atlanta United too, where they are able to go to a local team that they've got ne- near them and see a game during the week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I really think our aim as, a, as an MPSL team at the level we're at is to collect that excitement about the game that has clearly been created and just say it's here. It's at a local level. M- maybe you don't want to go all the way into the city i mean my family lives otp and they complain every time they have to go <laughs> into the city i mean yeah, I there complain. are people i know in gwinnett now that that come to fewer atlanta united games yeah, and they, they go just, to every atlanta united two yeah. game that's up there yeah. yes exactly so i i mean i think it's just something where we have to effectively kind of gather that excitement and say look this is just this is a local product we want to do this for the immediate surrounding community that we're in as well as just fans of the game to get the same experience uh but at a local level with that being said there are a lot of 
initiatives that you know Atlanta United does locally and and reaches out and that's the benefit of having deep pockets right is being able to go out and do those sorts of things but I know that there are little things that 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 lower league teams do to kind of entrench themselves or to give back to the community is there anything that Silverbacks does um, in that regard yeah well like I said I think our main goal in our community is to impact the immediate community around yeah. us we have to start there and I mean you could draw a circle and just say okay we're gonna start with a one mile radius so we're constantly reaching out and working with schools the youth groups in our area to bring them in for training to go talk to them about the benefits of you know not just the game but also being able to show them okay the benefits of well here's what we do to train here's what we do to organize here's what we do to be functional adults you know, and I mean, life skills. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and it's not like we're out there, you know, dramatically Kelly's taking dr- one of those classes right now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. I heard it's right after this match. Right? Yeah, no, it is actually. That's actually, I was it's, sneaking her down here. She yeah, has no idea. I have no idea that, that I was actually going to drop It's an her intervention yeah. is what it is. It's a night class over at the high school right here. I'm yeah. the teacher. That's the crazy <laughs> part. Oh, God. <laughs> I've been duped on both sides. It's okay. He brought two bottles of wine. So. Oh, well then that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm sold. One of them's for you, I guess. <laughs> Only one so, of them. Yeah. So, what are the future plans? What's what are, you talked about? There's some things, obviously, some things you can't talk about. You know, marketing secrets and that sort of stuff. I understand. <laughs> there are no digital marketing te- secrets. Listen, I've dealt enough with the Lane I digital media team. I can barely get a, a word out of them. There so it's no amazing secrets. that we got this much time with Jordan. But the <laughs> the uh, what what is you know what is the future? What's the next step? Whether it be you know games, the season, uh, things that are in the in the works that that you would like people to know about. Well, I think at first it starts on the field for us. I, we're not happy with the way the last two matches have gone for us. Um, we're just three matches into the year, so we've got a ways to go. But, but it's a short season in MPSL. It is. People don't realize it. It is. It is. We've got 14 matches, and we're... That's what they call it summer season? Yeah. Well, it yeah. feels... Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, this is our fourth tonight. So uh, the restructuring of the league, uh, six of the eight teams in our conference are going to make the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from there, I mean, it's just going to be a mad dash through to the national playoffs. And our goal is to win our conference. We're not, you know, satisfied with the way things ended last year in the semifinal. So it starts on the field. Um, from there, I'd say, like we talked about, the atmospheres that are created in the NPSL and what we've seen is really good examples throughout our league. When we're playing on the field, we might not like everyone very much, but it's impossible not to respect and admire what we've seen and our goal is to push towards that so uh yeah i i I don't have a ton of concrete details i can throw out there but our goal is to create more atmospheres like that to make it easier to make it fun and to make it local well i'm sold uh, there we go well there's Kelly sold. Kelly um, sold. Just had to bring a bottle of wine. <laughs> I will see what we can do about selling wine. <laughs> Silverbacks wine coming to a store near you. If they could sell those little plastic <laughs> the ones little they ones? have. Oh, yeah. yeah no, I, I could mean, stick I, one of those in my bag. I'd just, be all over that. Yeah. <laughs> well, Jordan, I want to thank you very much for, for coming on. And, yeah, it was um, absolutely a, a joy having you. And, and it's, been a, it's been a blast. We're actually talking right ahead of the match. Uh, we just have a little less than an hour before kickoff. Um, of both the uh, Georgia Revolution Atlanta Silverbacks match as well as Atlanta United versus the New England Revolution. Yeah. 
So are a lot you of guys, revolutions. You gonna sh- like stream the match in here? Yeah. No, is that your plan? <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're not that gifted. We're like we're not to do the play by play. No, no, no. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. No, that'll be a good one. Although I, maybe we could do that. Maybe we could get a, a bottle of wine and Kelly, and then we could do a play by play. Oh, I would give great commentary. <laughs> um, Jordan, oh, uh, that's what she said. I've already got enough of my plate, Jordan. You got that wheel spinning uh, now. <laughs> oh man, oh. I do that on my couch. We're not going to hear the end of it from our listeners. We'll be like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Do that. It should just be me and Jordan with a bottle. Wine commentating. Then I'll just be recorded. I'll produce it. Yeah. Honestly, in some alternate universe where I'm not here, I'm sitting on my couch doing that exact thing because oh. that's what that's what would be happening. So, well, thank you again so much. Hey guys, we're gonna take a short break and then we're gonna come back with Eric Morrison, owner of Georgia Revolution. Stay tuned. Well, that was a great interview, but we've got more for you. I'm super excited about this one now. That's right. We're doing both. So we, we had uh, Jordan from the Silverbacks, mm-hmm. and then now we have the owner. Mm-hmm. Am I correct? Eric Morrison. Yes, so you're correct. Okay, because it lists you as also, also manager, as manager on the NPSL yeah. website. You're both. Yeah, I'm the general manager and the owner. Okay, so, you know, working two jobs. Great. He's, he's a big man on <laughs> campus. That's all you need to know. Big fish in a little pond. That's right. And we saw you out, we saw you out there hustling a minute ago because uh, you do play here this season at uh, Henry uh, County High School, and that means that it's shared with the football team, right? So you found out this morning that the football team had a practice or a game or something, or... Yeah, they had a 77 game, so I'd have gotten fixed some of the lines. (laughs) (laughs) It's 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 muddy enough as it is, and then they have a game on top of it. I think the players would appreciate the So owner, GM, and groundskeeper. Exactly. (laughs) All the above. I'll just add it to the list. Well, thanks so much for for having us down here. This is great. Um, I have been to one or two Revs games last season when you were playing at the park. Yep. And uh, but I have not been down. And Kelly, this is Kelly's first NPSL game. Yeah, NPSL game. I'm super excited about this. You picked a good one. Yay! Absolutely. I I I liked to because I was sitting here talking about the name of the derby because there wasn't actually a name for the derby yet, so it was just called the Atlanta Derby. And I, I was like, we should call it the Peach State Derby. That's but right. But then Jay shut me down. Well, I was like, well, there's a <laughs> lot of teams in Georgia now. Yeah. You've got the Tri-City Otters and all these other but teams. I mean, and, but for MPSL, yeah. For, yeah. yeah. MPSL, it's just us and the Silverbacks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know what? You should just run with it. Kelly. I should have just, I should have not listened <laughs> to you, You might have Jay. started a whole new thing. Well, oh. you know, several years ago, during the uh, U.S. Open Cup, when they were NESL and we were MPSL, it was called the Battle of Atlanta because two years in a row, oh. the NESL team played the MPSL team. And uh, I like that much better. Yeah, the Battle of Atlanta. The Battle of Atlanta. Sounds like a Civil War battle. It does. <laughs> I think whoever made it up was a history guy. <laughs> Not surprised. Didn't go so well for Atlanta, so. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's very cool that you've got this location um, for this season. Um, I think that it's an improvement from, from last season. Um, it allows you to do so much more. There was a tailgate down the block this time that, that was We're put on. We're sitting in a very nice press box press right Press box, right. We got an air conditioner. Um, so, yeah, I mean, selfishly, 
we think this is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> I mean, forget it without the players or the fans. I mean, this is great for us. Well, I got to tell you, I'm usually not in the press box, but I'm going to spend much more time in it's here. It's so now. nice. This AC right? is nice. <laughs> we will not be leaving. <laughs> you cannot. We make have already etched our names into the bottoms of the counter, <laughs> along with gum. Um, so it's solidified as ours. So tell us a little bit about uh, you know uh, the Georgia Revolution. A lot of people they know who the Silverbacks are. They've been a mainstay since '90s, uh, in and out of different leagues, but they know where they are, where they play, but the Georgia Revolution has been sort of uh, evolving in terms of how long it's been here and where it's been going. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, it started uh, in the MPSL in 2011. The, the team actually stood up in 2010, but I have no idea where they were playing then because I wasn't part of it. I don't think anybody <laughs> else did either. <laughs> but, but 2010 is on our logo, so we're going with it. There um, you go. But uh, they played in the MPSL. Uh, RISA, Rockdale Youth Soccer Association at the time owned them. Um, they had them for four or five years, and then three years ago, Myself as a partner stepped in and bought the team. We played for a year at RISA. Uh, it was tough getting any traction going out there with fans. Um, we ended up moving to Henry County this last year. We ended up on a youth park, which was not really what we wanted, but it's sort of the situation we were in. And now we're finally in a stadium. You know, uh, we bought the team three years ago. We really wanted to evolve it into more of a professional atmosphere. And I think we're getting there. You know, I think um, we struggled a lot on the field up until this season, but we're making, you know, year three was kind of our mark. You know, we first got the team like year three, we were going to start making you know, all these moves, like we're live streaming our games, we're getting a lot more coverage, you know, we're in an actual stadium, yeah. we're winning games, which is nice, you Yeah, know? we didn't win one all last year, which was very painful. Right. But now you're, you've won two, yep. correct? Um, and two you, draws. Two draws? Three draws. Three draws. Three draws, okay. okay. But no losses. No losses, and um, you know, to get that in the Southeast Conference, I mean, NPSL Southeast is tough. Yeah. Right. You know, I, I think it's the hardest conference in the league. Um, there's good teams in every conference, but ours is stacked from top to bottom. There, sure. There's no easy games. Well, Chattanooga is sort of the, you know, when you look at the map, right, you mm -hmm. put like a, people put a star right there because yeah. of their atmosphere. Like they were always sort of the team that people look to like, okay, that's what we want to get to, right? Is that sort of, uh, you know, they put bus in seats. They have, a, they have a great atmosphere. They have a big supporters group. Um, you know, they make great scarves, <laughs> funny scarves, offside scarves. Really funny scarves, scarves offside scarves. <laughs> so, uh, you know, but now you, I almost feel like there are all these other teams sprouting up now that are doing things either a little differently or represent different markets, smaller markets that are still being successful in different ways. Greenville, you look at how they've opened up. Um, people know about them who don't even live in Greenville because of just how well they've done marketing wise and things of that nature. And even Jordan talked about they're looking at Silverbacks are looking at some of those things and right. how can they improve atmosphere and right. that sort of stuff as well. Is there anything about that? Are you looking externally as you focus on your own building your own brand? I mean, we are. I mean, everybody wants the Chattanooga, Detroit City environment. I mean, right. We'd love to have it, but you have to understand the market you're in. Right. Exactly. You know, we're in a smaller market. Um, we're growing our fan base steadily. Uh, I think by putting a quality team on the field and giving them a more professional atmosphere certainly helps that. You know, so as we do that. We're looking at our own market. Obviously, we look externally. We look at, you know, a place like Asheville, Greenville, you know, Chattanooga. But those are very distinctly different markets. I mean, we're in, we're in the suburbs of Atlanta. Right. You know, there's, there's four teams here in Atlanta, and one I'm not even going to try to compete with. I actually go to most of their games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, I wonder what team. Yeah. yeah. I wonder what team. Never heard of them. Never heard. Could possibly be, uh, be, <laughs> be on so the hat you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> or the shirt. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the jersey, jersey yeah. I'm wearing. Yeah. Um, so, actually, when we're talking about this, uh, talking about, you know, looking at your market and, and wanting to be able to compete on the field, you actually got a new coach this year. Do you want to talk a little bit about the new coach that you hired and sort of what he's done to sort of reframe uh, the team? 
Yeah, Steve McGinnis, he's the assistant head coach at Georgia Gwinnett. Prior mm-hmm. to that, he was assistant head coach at Landers, and he also spent some time with the New Orleans Jesters in the MPSL. Uh, he's from Ireland, fantastic yeah. coach. Um, what he did, he's just put a whole different emphasis on high-quality training, expecting to win. Very, very positive coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the roster, you know, 75% of the roster was hand-selected by him. Yeah. You know, we have a handful of returners, a handful from the reserves, and a few players that I found. But in the past, it's been me finding most of the players. Mm-hmm. And candidly, we just haven't been successful doing that. So when I talked to Stia when we first did the interview, I said, you know, what I need you to be, first of all, is a recruiter. Right. If you can recruit, I already know you can coach. Mm-hmm. So let's get the players, and he's done a fantastic job. Well, that's job. more like college football, right? I mean, you're looking for, exactly. your, for your coach to be that sort of uh, – if they're not the ones feet on the ground, they're driving what they're looking for, right. and they, they're, you know, they're, the, the, they're also that percent – they're driving a percentage of players that want to play. Not necessarily they're worrying about what school they're going to, but what coach – do they want to right. play? Who under. are they playing under? Yeah, for and sure. so and his and he also is very charismatic. I, I watched your uh, grand opening. You know when you did a, a live feed uh, and there was a reporter in the room and you were talking about opening up the season and yep. introducing him. He's very charismatic, and that can't be understated because you know especially you're going to have a lot of youth players. We talked about with Jordan. They have a lot of young players on the team as well, and to right. maintain and keep players. I mean, when I'm that young, when I was playing. It was more about who my coach was, like, you know. Yeah. You want to fight for your coach. It's the same thing that you see sort of with Atlanta United as an example with Tata bringing the players in because it's of who he is. Yeah. So that's a good good thing to have in a coach. And with the MPSR season is so short, so you got to have a special personality, and he's got it. It'll gel a team fast. The the teams will, will go out there and go to war together. And that's what he's done, and it's been it's it's really fun to watch. It's, it's fun to watch his training. I mean, you know, just give one of his secrets away at the end of training. They all do a hug, and they have, a, and you're supposed to introduce yourself to somebody and then tell them about it. I mean, we've been there for a month and a half now, and players are still introducing each other, and it's it's just an interesting thing. I've never seen it on a at this level of soccer before, but it's a lot of fun. That's just so you can get all the dirt on everybody, so you can hold <laughs> it over their head later. It's all you the know, like, You're coming back next season. <laughs> yeah, oddly, he makes me leave for that session, so I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Oh, I could only guess. Only so, guess. So when you're talking about players, what are some of the – are there any players that come to mind that have come through the Georgia Revolution system that have gone on to play in the USL or uh, for an MLS team or anything like that in the recent years? Well, there's always Poku. I mean, he right. came through the first three years. And then uh, most recently we had Steve Celso, mm-hmm. who trained with our reserve program for about four months. And he just now – he's been signed for a while, but they officially announced his signing with LAFC. I saw oh, that. Yeah, that's that's right. what I was talking about. I wasn't right. sure, so I, yeah. I wanted to make sure, yeah. Yeah, he trained with us for three or four months. And um, he played a few games with our reserves, but he was on trial all over the place. Right. But yeah. we understood he had an agent bring him to us. But I think it said a lot for our program that an agent's like, hey, can you come and train him? This guy's going to the MLS. Do you mind training him and throwing him in some games just to right. get Right. No, I think it says a lot for who the revs are and what we're doing as an organization. So if people are new to MPSL, uh, right, we talk about the short season. But I also know that you guys started a, a team in the winter. How does that work? Is that still NPSL? Is it a different league? You know, how does that – it's different players? What is, right. what is that? Well, so what we have is um, we have two teams. It's in the Atlanta District Amateur Soccer League, which is a very good regional soccer league. Um, and so we have a U23 team that plays in their second division, and we have a reserve team that plays in the first division. Uh, reserve team took second place in the first division this year. Wow, that's great. That is I mean, that's the, fantastic. The idea is we're going to find players, progress them from the 23s to the reserves, and progress some up. I mean, we progressed four up this year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them, Rodrigo uh, Goncalves, is being seeing a lot of playing time. Uh, he's actually suspended for this game, so you won't get to see him. <laughs> 
But um, of course, Eric. Of, of course. course. <laughs> but um, what but, a waste. Know. Yeah. We should go home now. We're out of here. <laughs> he only but, came to see him. But we do have Isaac <laughs> Promise here today, which is fantastic. There you go. I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing all of the players tonight. Um, I I know it's going to be a good game. I'm I'm excited to sort of see the the local soccer. Uh, that's one of the things that we we talked about. Um, I'm. I'm new to NPSL. Like I, I did love uh, MLS. Um, I love you know the EPL. I love La Liga. So I, I've been obviously exposed to those sorts of uh, uh, soccer cultures. But NPSL is something that's new to me. It's and and then the idea that you can be um, within your own home state and right around the corner from an NPSL NPSL team and go see them on a weekday, just the same as you could see an Atlanta United team. Um, but one of the stigmas that I had when I was thinking about a team, and I said this in the last interview, is that I, for some reason in my mind, I always assumed that all the players were like close to 30. Um, and that was like a reverse retirement league. Yeah, it was oh. a reverse retirement league. And <laughs> like I, once you bomb, bombed and, out of USL or whatever. And, you know, you know, I just I look now like a butthole uh, thinking that. But um, it was an interesting idea that I had that like I wanted to know maybe if you, if you had an idea of what is the average age of your players. I think this year with our team we're probably – I'd say right around 23 okay. is an average. You know, we have some a little older. You know, we do have, um, I wouldn't say certainly not on retirement, but in between contracts, mm-hmm. okay. some professionals. Um, but then we have a lot of younger guys, too, mm-hmm. so it really evens it out. But most of them are, are college-age players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. That's, that's exciting. So before we kick off here, we already see the, the guys in the field warming up. And uh, I'm sure you have uh, your phone's probably blowing up, and you probably have 20 text messages. Probably. There's probably some things that need to be repaired down in the field. It's um, in my pocket, vibrating right. a lot. We're, yeah, <laughs> we're, 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 we're waving now. We know he'll be down to fix the fence in a minute. Okay. So, <laughs> put the flags in the corners. So, uh, what is the, the the plan? You talked about you're hitting that three year mark. You're starting to feel comfortable that you're meeting some of those goals that you had. What is the next step? What is the future for Georgia Revolution? What do you want people, what do you want the listeners to know about this team and where they're going? And I want people to know that they can come here, you know, see some quality soccer, you know, at an obviously less expensive rate than going to a regular game or an MPSL game or a MLS game, and just that they can enjoy themselves. I think um, as you watch us progress, you know, we're definitely going to compete for a conference championship this year. You know, the goal was always to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who knows where we go from there. Um, but I would definitely like to see us start to consistently field a quality team, build our own fan base, you know, build its own unique fan base. And it's got to be organic. Like, I can't make that up. I can't go out there and pay people. Come here and act like you're my fans. I mean, right, right, it's right. It's 100% right. organic, everything that goes on. And it, I love it. And it's, it's good, I mean, just to go out there and just support guys that are really trying to get to the next level. Any sneak peek, any, any ideas on uh, whether this will be a, a main location for seasons going forward, or, or is there some other plan? We're here for at least two years. I'd like to be long-term. Mm-hmm. Um, the school itself is building a new facility about a mile away. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so we're going to have to see where it goes here. We're having some discussions with some people about a possibility of securing this long-term, but it's, it's uh, a long be great. ways from there to It's a from great stadium. Well, well stability is a good thing, right? Because yeah. that, the worst thing is you introduce the community to something and then you have to move it right. and yeah. re, sort of reintroduce yourself in a different part of the county or area, right? right. Well, if, <laughs> if I got my wish, I'd, I'd figure out some way to either own or manage this stadium, but I'd, we're a long ways from that. Well, then you can sit in the press box <laughs> I don't the whole know time. if you're that you long way. You don't have to I, ever I, leave. I you can set up your own, build your own area to sit in. Oh, yeah. I'm not leaving here with this air conditioning, man. This <laughs> yeah. is sweet. It's, it's really hot out no, there. You know, he, he said he's not coming. He, <laughs> what? Who? He's not Who's here. Eric? Eric's not here. Yeah. Um, no, but I'm actually one of the things that on the press box, you have a ladder that goes up to like the top with like a, um, what would they call this? Like a widow's peak? 
Yeah. I don't know where you come up with these these terms, but so sure. Whatever you say. I'm from Maryland, and that's what we called them. Thank you. Is so that mean? Oh, people are falling off and dying. That's a widow's peak. No, no you, it's, you, it's you a look thing. out over the Chesapeake oh, Bay. Yeah. If you're a widow looking for your yeah. shit to come my, back. Well, oh, I have, I have way too much history for this story. I have a family that lives in Baltimore, so we call it. There a you go. That uh, but I'm actually gonna look up getting up there. Never, never had honey on biscuits, but knows what a widow's peak is. You know, unbelievable. I'm a complicated woman. Okay, I'm allowed to have. Issues. I bet you've had real crab cakes, though. Oh, I have had real crab cakes. They well, are you know, delicious. I live in Connecticut, so I know a thing or two about crab cakes, too. So <laughs> <All right. laughs> I'm not going to let this go by without me throwing that my hat in the ring there. Well, thanks uh, again, Eric. We really appreciate you letting us uh, sit in this uh, wonderful press box that you so seldom use yourself. <laughs> and uh, we'll let you back uh, to your ownership slash GM slash groundskeeper duties. And we look forward to a great match today. All right. Hey, thanks, guys. No problem. Right. Thank you. Thanks right. so much. Bye. All right, guys, hang in there, and we'll be back with some preview of the match, including preview of the Atlanta United-New England Revolution match, and then we will start watching this thing. Finally, let's go. The sound of your footsteps Tell me that you're near Pretty sure I now have mustard on my mouth. Oh my goodness! Man, that hot dog was so good. NPSL hamburgers and hot dogs. Oh, it's, it's like it's like you went to your uncle's barbecue and he just made you the most delicious home. It's like that thing that you bite and it just reminds you of your childhood. Yeah, you know it's cheap as hell. Oh yeah, like it's just like Walmart hot dogs and hamburgers. Oh, but, but it's so good. For some reason, it tastes so good. Mm. Probably because that the grease in, on that grill oh. has been there for five years. I would I would say probably past five. <laughs> uh, it felt like past five year grease. Love it on that hot dog. So we're going to get right into it because we are uh, just minutes and minutes away from both the kickoff of the Georgia Revolution Atlanta Silverbacks match and the Atlanta United uh, New England Revolution match. Oh, it's like they, um, it's like they said uh, in our interview, the battle for Atlanta. Yeah, the battle for Atlanta. <laughs> You're still eating. Your it's so good. I, I actually, when we started, I was taking my last bite of my hot dog. I, yeah, I scarfed you were good. You now. finished it before him. I know. I did. I so did. Wh- why don't we get into our lineup? Uh, a very serious expert pre-match lineup graphic review. Because we're the only most experienced people to be doing this, so of course we should be doing it. Yeah, and we got, um, in addition to reviewing the New England Revolution graphic, um, or we'll say lack of graphic or weird combination of graphic and video, Um, but uh, we also will be uh, talking about a couple requests. We had some requests from listeners. Oh, this is exciting. I haven't, okay, so... So, Kelly, if you click on the link... Uh-huh. What, what, my link or your link? No, the link. Where what link? It says New England Revolution, use a, use a video lineup. That's because they use a video lineup, for real. Oh. Yeah. So you I have was to click wondering... play. <laughs> that is so interesting. Okay, well then let me let me do that. While you're um, watching that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me explain what's going on. Okay. So essentially, New England Revolution, they're too good 
to just do a lineup graphic. So they put together, <laughs> the poor interns, put together a video. That, oh, my God. That sort of cycloramas through each player, their face and position, right, uh, on oh, a this screen. Is, this is a pan. I can already tell you, it, this is a pain Which in the nobody, ass. Nobody is to clicking do. that. Like, nobody is clicking play and waiting it for it to cycle through all 11 players. Right. Right. And then. There's no formation. And then, and then what they do is, I'm not even going to review the video, okay? That is disqualified. Oh, the video is disqualified. The, okay. But I just wanted you to see it. Because uh, to me, as somebody that works in video, this is a pain in the ass. And to have to do this for every game. It looks like is something you're, you're forced to watch in homeroom yes. in high school. Yeah. Uh, it like, is. here's it our is. high school's lineup, and some kid decided to make it a video. So then they reply to that tweet. Okay. And then they add a lineup graphic that looks like they used like lineupbuilder.com. I was wondering, okay, so when you when you were telling me to look at the graphic ahead of time, oh, I, I, I didn't, of course, because I don't do any, um, I just wing it, absolutely. Um, but I'm, I started looking at this for the first time when we started getting into the, and it, it looks like somebody went on lineupbuilder.com and just was like, hey, uh, we can just do this super easy because we spent all that fucking time making the video. Even worse, it includes sponsors on the billboards. Right. Like it's a, it looks like a futsal court or something. It, it's like, it, it, but it looks like a court. It's, it's a whole bad. Thing. The text is like uh, Helvetica, like <laughs> basic. <laughs> Helvetica font. new. It's it's Helvetica yeah. new bold. Yeah. And there's a picture of a shoe, like yep. a cleat. Mm-hmm. And then, and then football, football silo. Football silo. <laughs> Uh, on what either is, side of the goal, silo? it's apparently a sponsor. But at least with lineupbuilder.com or one of the many free lineup builders, yeah, you don't, you c- even I don't have to have a sponsor ad in right. my lineup. <laughs> you don't. And you can actually do like cool, fun things with your pitch and color combinations. And, and they the, decided not to do that. And in the bottom right is hashtag lineup11, as though people are clicking on hashtag lineup11, right. like searching on this. No, for sure. Whenever anybody for New England is. But here's. Is, you, you know what's hashtag. funny is in the tweet, it actually doesn't even include the real hashtag. So it's the hashtag is just in the graphic. Because that makes sense. <laughs> so it doesn't even That happen. makes so much sense, Jay. How does uh, that not make sense to you? Why don't you describe to everybody what, what the, what we're the looking basic at? Uh, uh, look of everything is and where everything's at? Okay. Well, it's like a te- – I'm also looking straight into the sun while I'm doing this. So it's like a teal color pitch, right, um, with uh, what seems to me as being a darker navy blue outline. So you don't even get to see the full pitch. There, It's obviously done in formation. And you can the, see the full pitch. It's not, a full not pitch. Not entirely, but yeah, sure, whatever. Um, well, I it's see what done you're at, it's done at it's an not angle. Flat. They're making it. No, three, it's, trying to make it look three dimensional. Yeah, they're trying to make it look three dimensional, like you're looking at it from an upper angle, like you're sitting in a press box. Um, but they they do have the players in the formations that they're going to be going out uh, during the game. The jerseys are the jerseys that they wear. Are they? Yeah. I guess. They why why else would they? I mean, that I would be know. really bad. I obviously haven't played enough attention to New England to care, but that would be really bad if they didn't put the – that would – why would they have that jersey and then not be the jersey? I don't know. Like? I don't know what their jerseys look like. What am I, I supposed know. to know? Like, am I supposed to believe that the guy that used Helvetica it, knew is right. going to actually put the real jerseys right. in there? The numbers are there and the name of the players are there, so there's that. But it, it literally is as basic as you get, guys. You can go online to, like, a lineupbuilder.com and make a better lineup than this. And then at the bottom – it said it lists their manager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, like be, oh, well, oh, it's still Friedel. That's good to know. Oh, that's good to know. Actually, they should do that for Orlando because you never know when Christ is going to fire. You never know. You really, you never know. Uh, and then they have their substitution list. 
And it's all just this. Same with uh, LA it's Galaxy. Just, it's, just a, it's just a gray rectangle at the bottom. Yep. It's just a gray. That's like, it. It wasn't even added into the. Ugh. All right. Get, let's, let's rate this thing. Uh, let's be done with it. Nobody bought wine for this. Nobody bought wine. Zero. It's zero wines. I give this zero pizzas. Legit. Jay, stop agreeing <laughs> no. with me. They, they, I'm sorry. They were disqualified as soon as they did a it video is, lineup. It is disqualified. And then they try to follow up with this garbage. Yeah. It's, it's hot Guys, trash. Guys, it's bad. It's hot bad. trash, New England. Boo. It's super bad. It's, uh, it's artificial as your Super tur- bad. As it's your- not even as good as super bad, the movie, but it's just legitimately And super it doesn't bad. even have the lines on the field like the real no. uh, soccer pitch. No. no, it does. The lines are there. <laughs> no, I'm saying the football lines, the NFL football lines. Oh, no, right? Yeah. They should have. It should actually say the Patriots. Yeah. On- if they're going to do the real Kits, yeah, I mean, come that? on. It doesn't have their faces. Put some effort and into nothing it. Nothing on it. So uh, <laughs> I guess that's what the video was for. Anyways, moving on. So that luckily we have something to save us because we had a request. And forgive me, I don't have your name right in front of me, of course. But we had a request to do a couple more lineups, or really specifically one lineup review. And I'll explain what that is. So we know that the U.S. men's national team just played Bolivia. All right. And oh, they so, did? When did that happen? That's a shocker. <laughs> you know because we talked about it. I know. Before Darling. I'm being sarcastic today. Okay. And then th- what happens is U.S. soccer puts out their starting 11 lineup graphic, but the outlaws, I guess, I'd be interested to find out why they do this, whether it was inconsistent in the past or maybe they just hate the lineup graphic. They do their own lineup graphic. Guys, I'm looking at it. I don't know why you put in the effort. And so their lineup or graphic lack is- thereof. Their lineup graphic is 16 by 9 looking, right? It's like a really long uh, or wide, uh, thin and wide. Yeah. And then it's got the the list of the players. Uh-huh. Uh, it does have half a pitch uh, sort of in the background, real does faint. Does it? Real faint. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't even see that. Well, we're in the sun. And then it has the players listed from uh, top to bottom and in order, at least. It's not alphabetical like New York. No, Bridge. it's not alphabetical. <laughs> and then there's a red rectangle, red border at the bottom. Uh-huh. With the subs in either the same or even bigger letters than the it, lineup. They look bigger than the lineup. Yeah, it looks bigger uh, by a font point. And then you have this totally unused space on the other half of the graphic. Which they just feel they filled with the U.S. Men's National Team. They just put U.S. MNT. Yeah. yeah. Hashtag, another hashtag. Another hashtag. <laughs> Why are you putting hashtags in graphics? Because no bit, one is going to the here's the future you know, and looking at the graphics and uh, the hashtags the and the graphics, gra- yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we wise up as, uh, as a human race. It looks like a statue of a man holding a. You know at what? First, I thought he was holding a piece of metal, but it's a you, scarf. You know what? You know what? I first thought when I saw that 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 wasn't even a man. I was like, what is that weird uh, shape that look, they've got look, going on? It looked here. like something like if you went to a zoo. And it's got the sign in front of, like, you know, it tells you all about the plants and the plant no. life and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, where it's, like, angled up. On it, yes. Like, this, when you're looking at it and you're reading it, right? Yes. See how it kind of looks yeah. like that? Yeah, oh, so it, yeah, okay, so I see what you're saying. The the, the rectangle at yeah. the top but it's is a person. the plate. It's a person with a it's scarf. It's a person with a scarf. And they didn't even it color in the like scarf. It. it doesn't have U.S. American Outlaws, American Outlaws, yeah. USMNT, nothing on it. Hey, if you're going to put a hashtag on this, put the hashtag on the scarf, guys. Yeah, do something with it. Uh, what do you give it? What do you rank it? Okay, so I'm all for, like, I love the fact that the it's outlaws sim- it's very, do They're stuff. going for a simplistic it's so, design. It's yeah. so simple. It, there's it's, no numbers. There's no, there's no faces. Um, Doesn't say where to watch the game. I, I honestly, I maybe a .5. Half a wine bottle. Half a wine. I'm, I'm in agreement. I'm going to give it uh, God, half a pizza. Well, I mean, because we I gave New York Rebels one pizza, and that was purely because that it had the faces. Yeah, but, that's but, true. So if you're going to do this, I mean, at least do something where you use the rest of that space. Guys, 
first off, the subs should not be the same size font or as bigger. the starters, or possibly bigger. You have a huge waste of space out I on the I love how right. every review, like the last couple of reviews, you start like talking directly to the person who's I mean, made I this graphic. I feel like they're listening. Like they're listening. <laughs> I feel like anybody that like listens- Las Vegas Lights is like, oh, Kelly. Yeah. Said this is Kelly's opinion, and obviously she she knows what she's talking about. We should right. hit. We should still hit her up. I still say it. Still so hit me up. This is my favorite graphic. Uh, I left this for last. I haven't looked at it yet. Which is the starting 11 oh, put hey. out by U.S. Soccer. Oh, damn. And, and that's like, that's like, uh, this is seeing a, this graphic after all the shit that we've seen with the past graphics is like you walking into a bar looking the best you've ever fucking looked in your life and okay. your ex is there and you're just like, yes. <laughs> that's a I think that's an exaggeration. I think that's only because of the graphics were so bad. I mean, we're not talking like. But why don't you explain what it looks like? Okay, so it's um, it's obviously it looks like a movie poster size. It looks like a movie poster size. They've got the um, actually kind of looks like a scarf at the top where it says USA versus Bolivia. It does kind of look like a scarf. They've got a uh, USA uh, soccer logo. Um, they have the starting eleven. They have the day you can watch it, uh, the time you can watch who it, playing. who they're playing, where you can see <laughs> That's it. Helpful. Um, and it says one nation, one team at the bottom and also a graphic. That, that's a scarf graphic, by the way. I'm now looking at it now. That's a scarf graphic. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and the only thing that's slightly creepy, uh, about this, um, is the fact that the players in what look like a gravestone shape, um, with their name at the bottom and their number, but it does have their image on it and them in their jerseys. It does. What it reminded me of is during the holidays, like at Christmas time, you can buy these, almost like a book-shaped thing, and there are little oh, the doors little, yes. that open and prizes uh, are in there and candy that's stuff. That's the, 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 um, oh, blah, blah. So the only thing that make it creepier is if it was a GIF and, like, the door, like the, the door, door the opens door opens, and they're yes. like weird. But that just makes me make it feel like it's face. more like Halloween, though, because this does. <laughs> this looks like the you know those things where it's just random place gravestones, and there's yeah. like these dead people. I do them. think the the I the I know what they're doing. They don't want it to be white as well, but the numbers a little hard to read. But that's just nitpicky. Yeah, it is nitpicky. Then so why don't you give it your rating? I honestly give it five. Really? Yeah, no, I think I think as and this is coming from a graphic standpoint. It's well thought out. Uh, the 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 shape of the pictures that they have is slightly weird. The fact that it does look like um, a gravestone or, I, you know, the Christmas thing. I, I give it four pizzas and I'll tell you why. Okay, go they're ahead. Missing, they're missing the bench. You, damn. Yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even you notice. Were so, you were so happy it wasn't trash. I was so happy it wasn't <laughs> trash. Okay, so now mine, now Do mine goes down. Yeah, no, that, then that makes that, that's a, that's a huge deduction. That's a one point deduction. So it's four, uh, I'm four grading like I'm grading gymna- gymnastics now. So I'm gymna- gymnastics. gymnastics. <laughs> add it to the bucket. Add it to the bucket. Oh God. I can't. I, we're just rolling with these. I keep. I'm, I'm just, I can't keep track of them. Man. There's so many. So you're going to be four wine bottles. I'm four pizzas. Yeah, and no, I'm we agreeing. are in agreement on all three. Where this I mean, time. okay. We just we we end up agreeing on a lot of well, things. Well, we didn't agree last time, so on the New York Red Bulls one. So. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. we've got that one. So listen, uh, we're going to roll into a segment listening to listeners. Oh, because we actually listen to you we're guys. We're good listeners, guys. Yeah. yeah. We took you a know class what I, on it. You know what I realized, though? Listening to like the Home Before Dark uh, podcast that we were on last night and or some of the other podcasts. And that, or. And or. Uh, <laughs> were, were we and or on it or just and on it? Uh, we were on it last night, but I'm saying or, and or other podcasts I've done with you oh, in general. And or other. Are you sure? If it's not just and other podcasts. What? It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'm just saying. I, I some, get confused because I'm like. Okay. What? I'm trying to say something here. All right. Give me a minute. Go ahead. 
Um, I have a I have a bad way sometimes of not listening to you. I'm not surprised. Like in the podcast that we did with Home Before Dark, right? Um, you were saying things, and then like I literally repeated you without even thinking that you had said it prior. Yeah. And I just looked like an a hole. That's fine. I'm I don't know why it. I didn't say asshole, and I just said a hole because I've been cussing this whole time. Well, we did interviews, and we're yeah, trying to yeah, play, I'm so trying to watch my mouth. You <laughs> shut your mouth. All right. So one of the tweets that I picked up from this past week's uh, replies, we get we get a lot of tweets from people, and and in regards to various different things, um, but but this was in regards to uh, a MLS screensaver music, I guess during the broadcasts that they do. Oh yes. And uh, um, uh, at May EWJ nine, artist formerly known as TLC, <laughs> said, "Please make my day and comment in your next podcast on the MLS screensaver music and how much it sounds like cliche seventies adult oh, it films." It does. Yeah, I wonder if somebody like an intro just snuck that in there. <laughs> uh, I mean, I feel like it was like a a joke that they meant to do on on purpose because I actually had. Um, so when, when it was being announced, I was already at home, like waiting, uh, to do, I'm, I'm actually uh, surprised to everybody. I was on an EPL podcast. Um, I was a guest on that podcast and that will be coming out tomorrow, but, um, tomorrow is in Thursday. As in when you listen to this. Yeah. When you listen to this. Okay. Yeah. I'm bad at days, but, uh, I had it all on play in the background and I, I actually had to stop cause I was doing other things and I had to look back at it and be like, wait, what, what side am I on right now? <laughs> What did I click on? What did I just click on? I mean, it's at least it's not as bad as the U.S. Open Cup draw. Oh I mean, God! And the, and the like the 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 toy figures in the background. Yeah, the, the, the Transformers and the very uncomfortable look on on the on Zach's face when they call Zach up and he's like, "Okay, you can tell right. he was like, I'm totally was not told I was gonna be a camera. No, not at all. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> uh, felt bad for Zach, man. Oh look, they're doing they're doing the um. Yeah. So what do you call that? What do you mean? So they they just did their uh, they stand for the national oh crap did we not stand for the national anthem no Kelly they're introducing the teams okay yeah so they're about to do the national anthem yeah yeah God these Georgia Rev jerseys uh, or kits are actually really nice yeah I like them I like them a lot I like them a lot um, moving on into the team news and other soccer stuff yeah uh, you know we talked a little bit about the fact that. U.S. men's national team played Bolivia. They beat a very, very weak in Bolivia yeah. side, three nothing. I'm not going to go into that stuff. That's already old news to me. I'm not going to give my hopes up. I mean, I have mixed feelings about it. I'm like, yay, kids. Also, don't get too hyped because this may not even be the coach, and we don't know what's going on. And I think I think starting next year we'll see. We'll hopefully hopefully as soon as the World Cup ends, they hire a coach. Yeah, but, no, for sure. But, but I, that's a whole other story. Yeah. Uh, Greg Garz is out for four to six months. Yeah, that sucks, but. I mean, it was eventually going to happen, right? But we have mechanics back. Mechanic mechanics. is back. The mechanics back, and also Escobar's back. Escobar is back, and uh, hopefully ev- we yeah. have him past this match. Yeah, uh, watch. Keep keep an eye out. Keep man. an eye out <laughs> for Guzan. Have eyes in the back of your head. Yeah, bro. I mean, <laughs> uh, interesting stats. So Robert Swick at the Swickster, who gives us our um, uh, graphic every week of uh, mind the gap, uh, right? Uh, said that the, statistically for Atlanta United and the New England Revolution, the Revs have 13 points uh, at, at seven home games, and the Five Stripes have 12 points on five road games. So interesting uh, statistic there. Yeah. Um, although you know we're too, it'd be interesting, more interesting if we actually had seven road games already to see how many points we had. But uh, he's saying, and this is what I believe, that we have fully have uh, expect a tough fought yeah, draw. Yeah. 
And that's what I was saying. Whenever he was tweeting out the Darren Eels thing yeah. with the touchdown, I guys. was like, guys, that that's one thing if that was our last match against right. them. But, but our it last wasn't. match was up at Gillette, and it was nil-nil. It was a draw. It was, it, was, nil -nil. it was a draw, yeah. And now they're even a better side than that. So right. don't even give me that. I, I mean, the, the I know only it's a funny meme, but yeah, like, it's no, like but worn the, out already because we, we're not even – if they were coming here to the Benz. Right. That's different. That is very different. So use it all you want. But I just think – I'm just I'm not trying to rain up Beals Parade. Have fun with the graphic. I'm just saying – I don't know. Timing-wise, it just seems weird. Yeah. Um, and maybe it's a little of that voodoo I'm thinking is going on. I'm just I'm a little nervous about this match. But looking ahead, he says... You're nervous? <laughs> and looking ahead, and we'll talk a little later about that to fill up a union on I'm Saturday. Oh, this is bizarre. Okay. Now I'm this even more nervous. This is so weird. Is oh, God, don't do that to me now. <laughs> I'm going to get nervous. Is Atlanta United and Philadelphia Union, uh, which comes up Saturday, five stripes have 13 points at home in seven games, and the union only have four points uh, with six road games. And so that's where he'd really like to see three points picked up for sure at home. Right. Um, so we have a four points in our pocket and by so the he, end of the day yeah, on Saturday. So yeah, so he's, he's being a little reserved and saying maybe one point uh, before the game. Let's go ahead and talk about where we're at before the match starts. Okay. Uh, we have the um, current we're, rank in the Eastern Conference. Right. We are still number one. We are still number with one. With two games in hand ahead of Columbus, one game in hand against uh, New York City FC. Right. Uh, but uh, NY, uh, sorry, New York Red Bulls have a game in hand right. uh, against us. Uh, and they are somebody that I expect to move up God, in the, the, the standings. The Eastern the Conference playing. is so close right now. It's, pretty, it's insane. That, yeah, top four is going to be very interesting. Yeah, to watch. it really is. In the Supporters Shield, we are still, uh, We're still top, of, one. top yeah. of Sporting top KC. Of um, and in fact, we edged them out in points per game now. We did. Um, even we actually with that have loss, we have uh, one more win uh, above them as well. Yeah, and they but they have uh, one more one less game played than that's than, true. I'm that's sorry, very one true. Less, no, I'm sorry, they have one less win. Uh, so yeah, um, yeah, eight wins. We're ahead. All right, great. That's what I just said. We I'm just sorry. had this whole discussion about like me not listening to you. Now you're not listening to me. It's well, fine. you know. Karma's a bitch. I guess. <laughs> uh, in this ECL race, we have uh, New York City FC uh, up ahead of us by a point with 81 total points. Uh, we have 80, and that is where we stand for the 2019 CCL race. Yeah. All right, cool. God, this is great. This all is right. all good good stuff. So guys. you checked the Atlanta United lineup graphic that came I did. out. I did. And Let me pull it up right now. we are a 3-5-2, right? We are 3-5-2, which is what I've been racing. Like, I know, I know. We, on Home Before Dark, everybody was like, nah, yeah, 4 one I'm like, why do you even care, first of all? It's going to be a 3-5-2. But, it's, it's as, as, but I will say, McCann is in on... Well, Tim, I'll give Tim that credit. He did say McCann and Escobar were healthy. He did think. He backpedaled no, a little bit, so it would be a 3-5-2. No, I'm saying, at first... He, I don't want to say that they were all saying four yeah. two three one. They did but say they were caveats. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I think the most interesting thing on here is the fact that um, Gressel's starting and Tito's not even on the bench. And there's been a lot of things. I, I tweeted it out that I was confused about Tito not being there, and people are throwing around things like he got an injury in practice yesterday, which doesn't make any sense. Why wasn't Doug Robertson reporting? Why was right? Why team why news? is there no what? reporting on it? Um, and, maybe and, it's just, and, and Tata said everybody traveled. Right? I mean, they said everybody I mean, traveled. I, that was in the specifically I, in the news. It was everybody traveled. What's happening? I don't know. This I mean, is weird. I, I'm just it is, weird. It is weird. That's, it is weird. So just another thing to pile on uh, yeah. to, to my weird voodoo <laughs> feeling <laughs> here. Um, so he already has his green card, though, so it's not anything like that. Yeah, but the rest of the lineup is as you would, would expect it. Right. right. Um, and who's a wing back on the left? The wing back on the left is Ambrose. So Ambrose. Okay. So that's yeah. the only new thing is McCann, Ambrose, Escobar, and then Gressel instead of Tito. Yeah. And then our usual lineup then with Larry and Nagby in the middle. Yeah. And Barco and yep. Miggy and Martinez. Okay. Yes. Cool. So score predictions. I know we talked about Home Before Dark. So if you haven't listened, though, um, I believe that we will lose 1 0. 
and I am against that belief. And now the fact that I'm not just as because you have a different score line doesn't mean you have to be against we agree my belief. On everything, like, it's a belief Jay, system. It's just crucial. It's not a belief okay. system. It's just I just think we're gonna lose. I'm ignoring everything you're saying. Um, so I actually blues, I think it's you. gonna be a high scoring game. So I think we're gonna end. You up... You think it's gonna be like Vancouver, where Van, where uh, Friedel's gonna let New England just open up to us like they did before? Yeah, or? I think he's gonna try it. That'd be that'd be very interesting because he he nearly got. His butt whooped. Well, they nearly lost. I mean, didn't they draw? There was like, uh, or no? Did Vancouver win? I don't remember I think that. Vancouver game. won, but that was the best. Where Chichera got the hat trick. Oh yeah. Ch- uh, oh, oh yes, my gosh. I am Chichera. <laughs> um. So I actually think it's going to end up being um, uh, three two. Who scores then? Atlanta. Oh, for our team. Yeah. Uh, I want a Nagby goal, so I'm going to say Nagby. Um, I'm going to say Martinez. Uh, so you think Nagby's going to pop his cherry at New England? Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> On that pitch? Oh, yeah, he would. Against that squirrely team? Oh, okay. yes, he would. Interesting. All right. because everybody's going to be paying attention to the wrong so lines. So, Nagby, who else? Uh, Nagby, Martinez, and then um, late sub, Andrew Colton. Oh, my gosh. I love how you think, but I think it's a bunch of bullshit. Oh, it's a bunch of bullshit. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I think, I think Bunbury or, or, uh, is going to score... Uh, one huh. goal, like a okay. header on a set piece okay. against us, and that we're gonna we're just gonna struggle. They've to better grind at them. set pieces. They're gonna score the first goal, and we're just gonna never grind them down. They're just gonna sit back. I don't think they're gonna play like they did in Vancouver. <sighs> You're making I think me now really insane. nervous and or not happy about this game. So <laughs> well, let's. We should probably just. And there's no alcohol, so you don't get to drink know, that God that away. Damn. So you lose. I have, to eat, I have to just drink Gatorade and eat Doritos. All right, guys. Well, uh, Georgia Revolution Silverbacks game just kicked off. We're watching it live here. And they are well on their way into the match, as well as Atlanta United. So we're going to come back around. Stay tuned. We'll hit you with the recap after both matches. The revolution will not be brought to you by Xerox in four parts without commercial interruption. The revolution will not show you pictures of Nixon blowing a bugle and leading a charge by John Mitchell, General Abrams, and Spiro Agnew eating hog moths confiscated from a Harlem sanctuary. The revolution will not be televised. Not be brought to you by the Shape of War Theater and will not star Natalie Wood and Steve McQueen or Bull Winkle and Julia. The revolution will not give you a mouth sex appeal. The revolution will not get rid of the nubs. The revolution will not make you look five pounds thinner because the revolution will not be televised. Be <laughs> or as Kelly would say, <laughs> Christ, Christ nuggets. nuggets. <laughs> I say Christ nuggets all the time, guys. What is that? They're they're delicious nuggets that make you feel like you've been blessed by the Holy Spirit of Jesus. <laughs> well, we have not been blessed. Christ, oh uh, my God. Yeah. Oh. Why don't we? My God. Yeah. Why don't Why don't we touch on uh, George Revolution um, first? Okay. It is uh, was not their night. It was um, not. There was not their the night. Silverbacks guys. came in um, with a couple losses or a few losses under their belt, right? But cleaned up house here. They did five they zero. Made it their own five nothing. Yeah. 
tough night for Georgia Revolution. They kept on fighting to the very end, though. And they really did. They really um, did. They, they actually had a, a, a couple of really good, beautiful chances. So They got some athletes, man. This was a back-and-forth open match the entire time. It was. The coach did not change. He didn't try. You know, I didn't see any bunkering by the Silverbacks in right. the second no. half. It, they kept it pretty open. And I'm sorry, but it was it was a good game to watch. It was a really good game to watch. And we had one eye on that, and then we had one eye on the Atlanta United match. Yeah, as my eyes are now um, bloodshot red. Yeah. Uh, and it's not from alcohol, guys. It's just from pure stress because I went into this game not being stressed, and then Jay started saying things to me, and I immediately I... logical, statistical no, analysis not, of my no. evaluation of Gillette Stadium and how impossible Logi- it is okay, to sure. get a point or more than a point from there you know we almost okay so that the first half we all agree is was not our best half are we gonna just go into it now i assume yeah because i'm just starting well, going into it now so so here's the thing right it felt like more but atlanta united had 11 shots we and had, they had we had seven on target and it's deceptive because it says new england has nine and six they have six on target either nine which must have been all in the second half because they didn't have hardly any chances in the first they, half. I think they maybe had like two chances in the first half. Yeah. But yeah, no, that game was wide open come the last 20 minutes of that match. Pretty even possession. We had a little more with 53%. Um, and there were apparently, it didn't feel like it either, but, but there were a lot equal of fouls. equal fouls. <laughs> but I feel like uh, five no. or six of those were called against us at the very end. Oh, man. And e- even yellow cards as well. Yeah. So interesting because it didn't feel... I guess it felt even in the first half uh, to me because we typical of the three five two. It seemed like we absorbed pressure for we quite did. a while. We did like that. We're like the uh, Black Panther suit. We just <laughs> absorb it for a while. We poked and prodded. We finally found some opportunities. Joseph's whole bullet play was amazing. Yeah, he had some phenomenal long balls, high these high let's, long. Let's passes. talk about how incredible his passing was tonight. There yeah. are a few moments where I was sitting here watching the game and I go, "Holy Christ, Jesus!" Yeah. Um, I meant Jesus. I meant Joseph. I said Joseph in that point in time. But I'm like, Joseph was so on point tonight with his passing. It was, it 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 was like a surreal to watch. You feel like he should have been rewarded. Yeah. Because he had, you know, well, such I mean, a he great went, game. He did get a goal. So yeah, or, yeah. And so let's talk about that. So the goal that we did get was Gressel, who I thought improved this match from the last couple. He did. He did. Um, although I still feel like he should in his one-on-one situations should take on his man yeah. more often, but yeah. you know, he crosses the ball in he, and he was looking, he was looking a bit tired though. Come that second half. Oh, yeah. We'll get to that. So he had a deceptive pass in. Yes. It wasn't did. one of his, you know, sharp, fast ones across the box. It right. was sort of cutting back. Joseph had stopped. Right. Uh, sensing that that might happen. And the defenders just kept on going. And then Barco even kind of stopped and bodied a guy that was behind him to prevent right. him getting to the ball. Right. And that allowed Joseph just to, you know, knock it in without any problem. Uh, it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty. And after that, it was just, uh, in the second half, it was just chance after chance after chance Let's after chance. Let's talk about how many chances Barco had. The beautiful one that he did where uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful flick on from Romario Williams. And he's got, I think, three or four defenders around him just um, standing there watching. Oh, no, no, no. That was, a, that was a completely different one. I'm thinking of so m- He had so many tonight, but well, the one, uh, the one Romario had a beautiful little flick to him and he was completely wide open. He was 1v1 versus the goalie. He uh, hits a shot. Uh, it's somehow blocked by the goalie, hits the top of the bar and bounces just before the line. Foot, a foot outside the oh, line. Oh, man. Yeah, Barco was not happy. No. <laughs> and then the goes. one that he shot and the uh, the goalie def- uh, deflected, and then it almost went in for an own goal. Yeah, and maybe he had a couple shots directly to the keeper. Um, and, uh, uh, yeah, it was... 
it was goalie a, had a great game. Tonight. A number a number of players did not have the greatest game because uh, Friedel came out still pressing. I feel like they were much more compact defensively than Van- against Vancouver. Yep. And so that gave us trouble. I feel like teams now w- that were in the three five two have no problem coming out and pressing no, us. No, they don't. They don't feel they know threatened. We'll, they know we'll absorb. They don't at this feel point. threatened by us in the same way when we're a four two three one or four right. three three in the counter because we're not finishing our chances. And there's coaches have to be seeing this. They have to be looking yeah, at this they're seeing and saying this and they know. these guys can't finish their chances. So I'm going to throw the dice and I'm just going to go ahead and press because the likelihood is when they do get in the box right. that if my keepers on point and my defenders are doing somewhat their job, they, that have a, they have a full chance of winning this game. That we could at least get a point or, or, yeah, or, or get three. all three. Yeah. And it's just very aggravating because I mean Larry had some weird plays in the midfield where he just blindly was. Gave no, the ball away a couple it's, times. It's, uh, uh, you know, when we got pressed uh, towards the end of the first half and the beginning of the second half, we did not. We looked like we were struggling for the first, our, beginning of the second passing, half. Our passing from the, the, the both of the last two games, especially with the. It's not the, what we're used to. No, it's not. It's not what we're it, used the, to. It, but the, that's two teams that pressed us. You talked about it in the last day that even though it wasn't going to be that same type of press that the New York right. Red Bulls had, it, it was still. They still did a good job yeah. of, of, you know, disrupting They're, us when, when we. Or at least a lot of forcing us to make mistakes at times. Yeah, they're they're weeding our passing lanes and they, they're seeing what we're doing, and so it's it's making hard making it harder for our players to to pass to one another when I I have Christ nuggets, and <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I said going into this that I'd be happy with a point. Yeah, you did. But that was also thinking that they might score the first goal. We'd be chasing it. Right. And and that we'd actually we had, finish our chances. We had a good chance this game to, like, it blow been four it out. Nil. We should have blown this game out. Should have been 4 or 5 nil. Could have been another touchdown situation. It really right? could have. We could have blown this game out for sure. And and come that last 20 minutes of, of this half, it became like the Wild Wild West. You know, there was the, the penalty, uh, which... And we talk about this. At the end of the game... We get frustrated with some a few decisions, and it wasn't even that bad this time. It was not that bad. The refereeing was puzzling at times, but it yes. was not like crazy bad. VAR wasn't no. being interjected constantly like the last couple of games. And I feel like we lost focus again. Yep. Uh, Kratz was sloppy. I'm sorry, but you know he lost the ball. The the man was marked. We had an, uh, I forget who was there to to clean up. Um, Ambrose. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Ambrose was right there. Kras did not have to go in and try to get the ball after he lost it, and he nicked the guy's back of his ankle, yeah. and that's going to get called every time. Even though I every don't, time. even though I don't like it, yeah, you it might be right. Stupid, whatever. Oh, just so stupid. And and it, that was, I mean, he, that was like the first play I saw him do anything, and then he started to get in the box offensively. He, right, he, he had also, a chance. He also had uh, had a sw- uh, sitter. A sitter as um, well. <laughs> you know, he really did. He uh, the ball was delivered right to his feet, and he he slotted it right to the goalie. So he, yeah, he stood there and waited for a while just to you know make sure the goalie could get set. And then Barco had a similar chance as well. He hit it. He tried to hit it. I think thread the keeper's legs earlier yeah, in the second and half, then, and it also no went to Barco. The Barco. Uh, uh, when we Barco talk, was great. Talk about chances created. Joseph and this and Barco. Is something, this is something that we we talked about last game. Is that Barco, uh, despite you know the things that we're having with their uh, with their passing in the midfield, the, the the issue that we're having with absorbing pressure, Barco has still remained um, a chance creator. There, the the amount of opportunities he's creating on the field and on the the pace of play. He's and what going was that to play where Miggy and Joseph were in the box? There were like a couple defenders between them. Yeah, and Miggy decided to take the ball in his left foot, but then do another touch with his left and then, and then take a, a shot instead. 
or, or trying to cross. I can't remember. Oh, but, yeah, no, but he was... could have easily. I feel like last season's Miggy would have taken that ball and one-timed it with one his left it. foot. Yeah. This is the second or third time I've seen something like this happen the last few games. Like he's and overthinking it. And put it in the bottom of the net past the keeper. Yeah. You know what I mean? Put some power on it, and then it's gone. But, again, we're just not clicking up there like I think we should. And I don't know what the problem is. And I know exactly what's going to happen. Tata's going to come out and say that we played a strong game, that 3 5 is working. But clearly, even when VAR isn't interjecting, now what are our excuses? The, the fact that, what, New England has a crappy pitch and nobody's there? No, there's no excuse. We should have owned that game early on and closed it out. Well, okay then. I'm just saying. I, I mean, no, I, I, I agree what with is, everything you're what saying. Is, what is there, the excuse? There, there are no excuses we can take away from this match. We were not good in the first half. Our passing was poor. Uh, I wouldn't we even came say we were not a, good in the first half. It's just we were not playing as well as... We weren't up to par that are our standards. We were right. not we meeting were not our standards. We were not playing our best soccer. No, we weren't. Yeah. Which, and that I just regards sometimes to we, our we, best soccer, it's not good. I just worry sometimes when we say not good, it means bad. No, and it's not bad. That's not what I think you're saying either. I just want to clarify. No, right? I'm right. not saying that it was bad. I'm saying that it was uh, a subpar to our standards. Um, and I believe everybody agrees with me on that on the first half. Uh, we would just seem to be... Took a while to get in the game. Yeah, took they a while were, to get in the game. We were They were clicking. pressing us pretty well. Yes, they were. And we knew that that was possibly going to happen. And the, the minute the game started, we saw that. Um, now, when it comes to the second half, we were definitely playing a lot better. It seemed that we ended up clicking a bit more, passing was a, a little bit better as well. Um, but This is not something a formation change is going to fix, guys. No, it's not. This is something that, I don't know if it's a lack of confidence for Miggy. I don't know at this point something's setting in. I, I just, I, they need to figure it out whatever it is because at this point... It's like in a funk. At, They're in a funk right at, now. The, this is not a detriment. Getting a point on the road to England is not bad by any stretch of imagination if we get as Swixer said we read earlier if we get three points against Philly that's four points in two of these matches but we're going on the road a lot we got the U.S. Open Cup coming up and we have a bunch of games against teams that are all losing players to the World Cup we need to finish these chances this is the time when we need to get a lot of space in the table between all these other teams before they get all the top players back yeah and start wrecking stuff in the second feel, half of the like, season I feel like this is a horn that we keep tooting because we keep saying this it is it's it, a, it, we're on it repeat is. we hit the repeat we, button we literally you know, that's what we do. We're just going to record ourselves saying the same thing. We're just going to throw it up every episode. <laughs> Finish your chances. Then well, cut, paste, put well, in the... Let's move into again. some fun stuff. Okay. Okay. So... Why don't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still stressed. I, I still have, probably have hair on the floor from pulling it yeah. out. You know, that sort of For, thing. First, we've had some people start asking to do more previews of the next match. And it is a little tricky because we're combining so much content into games while we're on different locations and all yeah. this stuff. But we're going to go ahead and give it a try. And what we're going to do is we're just going to... We're going to try different things. So we're not going to go de- in deep deep analysis or deep dive ahead of the match that's way out on Saturday. But if we take a quick look ahead to the next match where we're at home against the Philadelphia Union, um, if we actually, can you, if we pull the table here, yeah, let's yeah, see yeah. what they did. Uh, let's see. Did they, uh, have they played or they're not playing? I don't know. They, if they didn't play tonight. tonight. Not no. One, no, 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 no. Okay. So I believe that they're still seventh. Yeah, um, they are. Four, yes. three and five. They have five wins. Oh, you just four, said that. Yeah. Uh, four wins, right? That says right here. They have five wins. So they did just play. Uh, I guess so. Let me go to their. Let me see what they did. To oh, it's uh, still going on right now. Okay. No full time. They they beat Chicago three one. So they just beat Chicago. Oh my God, Alan Gordon also got another school. <laughs> oh yeah, did you guys see the picture of Alan Gordon with the <laughs> with, the, with his the dick shoe? in the shoe? Yeah. Like heads up, like like he has an erection. Like he has basically. a he has yeah. a soccer erection. Hilarious. Yeah. So they're now five three and five. Um, their lead score is I don't know who scored in this one is uh, Boric Dockel. 
Um, he had before the match uh, against Chicago, he had two goals I and four assists. He was tied for the most goals. So he's the player to kind of look out for. He's tied with um, Docko got one. Asenio. It was a penalty. So, uh, Corey Burke got one in the 54th minute. So now he has three goals. So he's a lead yeah. goal scorer. Uh, not that they score a lot of goals. Uh, in fact, this is now um, uh, they now have only scored. Actually, I think they've only scored more goals in Seattle now. Seattle has seven. So oh, okay. uh, they are only – they're second to last in terms of goals scored. So they don't produce a lot of goals. No. But their players to watch coming up is Boric Dockel. He is on fire right yeah, now. Yeah, he, he sure uh, is. He's a midfielder. And then Fafa Pakult, uh, who's also a midfielder. We all know their goalkeeper, Andre Blake, can cause problems. He has uh, – what was the score against Chicago? It was 3-1. Okay, so he's got four shutouts this season. Uh, uh, and uh, the – the thing is, though, their forward, C.J. Sapong, is absolute trash this season. Yeah. So they're relying heavily on their midfield to produce. Yes. So if we can, you know, muffle their midfield, I think, you know, this this shouldn't be a difficult match. This should well, be we're, this we're, should be something that we should be able to blow out. But yeah, it's worrisome having this having lack of production with, on, on, on our goal-scoring opportunities. And also issues with the midfield. We—the we, we the, the passing is not where it needs to be in the midfield, and that, that, that goes between the connections that uh, Nagby and Larry and Gressel and... Yeah. And, I, and Nagby did pretty well defensively. He and, did. And, uh, I mean, Larry had good defensive moments as well, except for the ones that you decided to yell at me in my ear about. <laughs> I just felt he didn't have his best game. But, that, I mean, that was a bunch of players. But uh, So they have had 16 goals allowed, okay? Right. Uh, but that's... That's actually now tied for Atlanta United. No. Yes. We've allowed 16 goals. 16 goals. Yeah, but this was, you said this is before Chicago. No, 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 no. This is now. I just did math in my head right this second oh. that they are at oh, yeah, 16 goals allowed. Yeah, it's and tied. Atlanta United is at 16 goals allowed. So really the only differentiator is their lack of production up front. Yes. But they're, let, they're letting, uh, I was about to say, it's a average amount of goals in, right. or a little above average they're across at, they're the, the— They're at the, 16 goals scored right now. Across the league. So there's a rundown. That's the Philadelphia Union. That's a snapshot of them coming into Saturday. And then— It's uh, going to be a good game. Let us know if you like us doing that in our uh, this extra segment. And uh, we'll see if we'll keep it going or massage it a little bit. Uh, <laughs> massage in all the right words. Oh, God, it's massage. late night. It's late night, guys. I'm... Oh, you know what that means then? It's time for a hint oh, of Jesus. offsides. So you we're... know, we're sitting here and what? how many mistakes? You already racked we... up three or four. Uh, uh, today. Today. So today. I'm going to have to listen very closely. Um, Actually, I don't even have to listen that closely. They pop right out at me. Do you just want to go ahead and say mine and then I'll go to yours? Okay. So Kelly uh, said offsides at least twice in the last episode. Uh, she also said uh, passing perfection instead of passing percentage. Well, they were. They did have passing perfection. <laughs> except That's you, a phrase. Except in the statement and the phrase that you said, it was clearly you were trying to no, say passing percentage. No, I meant passing perfection. They have That's a good passing perfection. They've got a good passing perfection. That is, you know that. For, that means they. You have, know for a fact that is not a phrase. Like that is not a proper. I'm not listening to you. Okay, and then you said, <laughs> <laughs> and then you confused uh, the uh, <laughs> offlandish the, the, with outlandish. Yes, I did. Right, the dogzo, my dogzo uh, analogy okay. as a player. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, so that was fun. Well, then don't put analogies in our. Well, notes. now you know what it means, so you're fine. Whatever. And then for some reason you thought LASIK does uh, leg hair removal. They do. <laughs> pretty sure that's for your eyes nah. pretty sure so thanks for submitting some of those uh for the uh thought maker 
uh, Thought Marker, sorry, at Twitter and uh, at Kendrick Brock on Twitter uh, for a couple of those submissions. Uh, thank you so much. I appreciate everyone uh, continuing to listen and make, making me feel like an idiot. So I uh, very, very much appreciated that. Or I uh, talk so fast I can't really think about what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. So Jay, yours was that you said we had a draw with uh, NYRB, uh, but that was actually that we had a draw with NYCFC. And I think I said something new after the thing, and you're like, No, I never said that. Actually, I still think that's wrong because I think I was referring no. to the whole like two seasons worth of plays against New York Red Bulls. But anyways, oh, I'll let that fly because I felt oh, okay. bad that you had so many. Oh, thank you, Jay. <laughs> thank you so, so much. Tweet at us when you hear mistakes. Uh, we'll tweet. Yeah, uh, we'll shout out your name if you submit one, and uh, or you can email us at unrelatl at gmail.com. Yeah, for sure. And now we get into like one of my favorite parts, which is where we read the reviews. Yes. I'm so excited about this. Let's do this. I love reading reviews. So I'm going to do the first one. Okay. So it is a five-star review, and it's uh, the title of is it Hmm, and it's two for you, twenty four u thirty four me. Oh, okay. That I wouldn't. I would have just said it by numbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay then. Started listening for different takes on Atlanta United. I've kept listening for the laughs and the Atlanta United discussions. Well done. Thank, Thank you. Twenty four u thirty four me. And the last five star that we received it says great podcast by P Jordan one. Kelly and Jay are hilarious. I want to tailgate with them ASAP. So why don't you? Why don't we're you, at the man? Tailgates all the, the time. What's going Just on? Just tweet at us. We'll Jeez. tell you where we're at. We're not hiding. Wow. You're not going to, I mean, you'll be able to find me easily enough, right? Walk around with that stupid tattoo. Yeah. yeah. And the sleeves. Yeah. I, I, tend, idiot. I tend to be like a butterfly and just float around. Yeah. Or places. you could find out at Sempre United. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> normally at the Sempre United booth. Like Plus the music is so great over there. By it's a, so fantastic. Uh, at the 12 Day Atlanta. Yeah. That they yeah. Do a great they do have a whole concert thing going on. So guys, coming up, ATL Nations Cup. Okay, this is going to round off our fundraising for Clarkson FC. Yes. It's Sunday. It's going to be all day long from like 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. or whatever it ends. It's like 12 teams. Um, check out the Atlanta United Fan TV YouTube channel. We will tweet out details. We believe we're going to be streaming it live from there because yes. it involves them and Siempre and a bunch of other podcasts. Mm-hmm. And we're all together. And we're going to be rotating and commentating and doing fun stuff yep. throughout the day to try and amp up some more donations, get all that money in uh, before the, it closes and Clarkson FC have to hop on a bus on June 12th and go up to the regionals in South yes. Carolina. Yes. All right, guys. Uh, so, so we want to again thank um, uh, Jordan and yes. thank Eric yes. uh, for uh, their interviews. Thank you, and, thank you, thank you. Uh, we also want to uh, let you know what's coming up. So Atlanta United 2 is playing the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, on Saturday. It's a packed day Saturday on June 2nd, 7.30 p.m. Yeah, and if you want to check out the Silverbacks at one of their games, they are playing uh, the Greenville uh, FC Saturday, June 2nd at 7 p.m. And that's up at Greenville. And that's up at Greenville. But they stream all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, they do. And then the Atlanta Silverbacks are also playing the Georgia Revolution again at Silverbacks Park this time up near 285. This is going to be an interesting rematch after this. They're going to want some revenge. For sure. Uh, And that's going to be Wednesday, June June 6th at 7 p.m. Georgia Revolution are at New Orleans uh, and the New Orleans Jesters on Saturday at 7 p.m. Central. Um, that's my guess. It's always 7 p.m. whatever time zone they're in. Uh, I believe it's Central time. Uh, and then, of course, uh, the derby match that uh, Kelly just talked about. Yeah. So you can follow Silverbacks and the Georgia Revs at Atlanta Silverbacks. Uh, FC.com at ATL Silverbacks. Where can they find Georgia Revolution? You can find Georgia Revolution at uh, GeorgiaRevolutionFC.com and at GA underscore Revolution on Twitter. 
great. We'd and like to, on uh, Instagram, actually. Yes, they're all over the place. They're, they're, the names are a little different on Instagram. Uh, it's Atlanta Silverbacks on Instagram. Yes. But, but either way, you'll find them. Yeah, yeah, So we want to thank our sponsors. We had awesome pictures that we tweeted out this past week. We sure did. Really, really good ones. Oh, so good. I went through the whole bunch of them, and I was like, oh, this one. Yeah. But no, this one. And then this one. Dave yeah. just keeps sending us more. So so please uh, check out Dave Williamson. He's been a photographer for the Atlanta Silverbacks for the past three seasons. He donates his time with Sil- uh, Soccer in the Streets. And you can check him out in his portfolio at DaveWilliamsonPhotography.com. Mm-hmm. And Mock the Agency. Mock the Agency. Don Mock. And we're going to be reaching out to him because yes. we got some important things we want to do. we, we got do. stickers to make. We have other ideas. So we have Listen to, up, we're, Don. We're going to be repeat customers, I think, repeat. here soon. Uh, if you want I'm anything excited. to do with creative advertising, graphic design, they have a digital studio on 14th Street. Anything you need, branding, packaging, graphic design, or website work, they're the stop for you. Creativity is their specialty at MockTheAgency.com. So real quick, guys, you may have heard us recap on Home Before Dark uh, the other day, uh, the totals. They have now dropped in all of the matching that they had and uh, I believe all of their money. Oh, my God, I just saw this number. All of their money that was raised through the HB4D code on uh, waydaysfootball.com. By the way, love seeing all your jerseys last Sunday right? at the uh, FIFA tournament. Yes, keep on buying and them, keep guys. Keep tweeting them out. Yeah. But uh, I believe you'll hear more from Home Before Dark about their sponsorship with them. The code no longer works in terms of getting proceeds towards Clarkston, but I believe right. they're going to continue sponsorship with them. And they're going to continue to uh, offer a code, if not the same I'm code, excited. for 15% off. So keep an eye on that from that, them. I'm losing all of my money to, to wait. So Home Before Dark, after this week, the FIFA tournament, everything else, the jersey money, that has put them in the lead. They have clearly taken the lead with $3,230 raised to our $2,778 Man. in third place. Not even a podcast. It's the Atlanta Gooners whoop, whoop. Um, that have raised $515. Go, guys. And so a grand total of the Home Before Network podcast is $6,098. That's in six grand, guys. Guys, six that grand. is amazing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. If you still like to donate, uh, please do. You can check out. You still got time. Yeah, go to the Home Before Dark page. They, In fact, all, they, all the proceeds of their hats and shirts and stuff still go yeah. to this Clarkston FC thing until uh, get, get, the ATL Nations Cup. Get some swag, cup. support, uh, found, yeah, support Clarkston. Yeah. I mean, it's a win-win, guys. A win-win. I have a hat. I have an H-before-D hat. So I know you do. Get on it. All right. So, final rundown, Kelly. Okay. <laughs> Where oh, can they find us? Uh, you can find us at Unrel ATL on social media. So, that's at Unrel ATL on, on all the social on medias. On all the social medias because we're consistent like that. Yeah. Uh, we're smart. Can, yeah. Jay, where can they find you? They can find me at J-A-Y underscore Riddle on the Twitters. And you can find me, Kelly, at the Kelly Francis on all the in, uh, socials as well because I am consistent. <laughs> we want to thank you guys so much for all your support. Continue to listen and give us all the great feedback and shout outs and reviews. Remember, Please go to iTunes now. As soon as you finish this, give us five star review. Give us even if you don't, we'll still review it. We'll still read it. We love you guys. Yeah, you can tell me how I'm the most idiotic person. Whatever I do it every day, and I don't even give her a review. Like I don't give her any stars. Like I, so I don't even follow up with any stars. I just tell her flat out. So you should, I mean, at least give us some stars, right? I mean, geez. All right, great. We love you guys. Love Please uh, try and check out an NPSL game. You know, it's a lot of fun. Tell us. In fact, tweet us when you're going. And we may try to meet you there. Yeah, we might. Okay? Chris Nuggets! (laughs) We'll see you next time, guys.
Hope 